Hello Leeds, Happy New Year. Sorry to hear that we're once again in a national lockdown, but I'm sure we'll all get through it. We'll find a way, we'll all take care of each other and keep washing our hands. On this Corona Bloody Virus Extraordinary episode, I speak to artist Archie Brooks about his work at Assembly House, which is an artist-led studio based in Armley. Have a listen. For this Light on Leeds Coronavirus Extraordinary episode, I have Archie Brooks, who's come along from Assembly House. Hello, Archie. Hi there. Thank you so much for coming along and remotely connecting to speak to me today on this very wintry Leeds day. Oh, it's my pleasure. Can you tell me a little bit, Archie, for everybody, what is Assembly House? So Assembly House is an artist-led studio. Currently, we have about 21 artists who reside in the space. It's an old textiles mill that has been converted into loads of boxes full of loads of artists. It's freezing cold and we have no hot water, <laughs> but we're community driven and it's it's a fantastic little place. It sounds fascinating. And so how do you get your 21 artists? Do people have to apply? Yeah, so there's loads of different ways how it comes about. Mostly it's applying. It's been going for about five years. A person called Mike Winard and a few other people set it up when they finished uni because they didn't have really any place to go. And as it's built up, there's been more studios created. And whenever a studio comes up, uh, we send out like an interview, really, and people apply through that. We're currently actually looking for 15 new people because we've just got a new building. So we're applications for our, our new studios finished today. So I've got to go through all of them at some point this weekend. Oh, wow. Is, is that something that you find quite daunting or is it something that you really look forward to? Really enjoy it. It's, it's fantastic seeing all the talent in Leeds and reading about them. The hard part is choosing. There's so many great people and it's 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 difficult, you know. I bet. And do you try and get quite a, a wide range of sort of medium and, and types of art? Totally, yeah. I'd say we have a very wide range here at the moment. Anything from sculptors, video artists, painters, performers. As long as it's like a specifically artistic, we can't, because of our licensing, we don't have many commercial businesses here. It is just artists and emerging artists. I see, right. And so so what's the deal then? So, so an artist gets uh, to become a, a resident at Assembly House. How long do they get to stay with you? As long as they want, indefinitely, it seems. Um, you're basically on a rolling monthly contract. You pay for your studio and our studios are really cheap here um, because we're very much a studio that is helping everyone. So when you join Assembly House, the bonus of getting a really cheap studio rent is that you also have to chip in. So we have loads of volunteer days where, you, you know, you help put up walls and you paint things. The new build that we've got at the moment, which is just the unit next to ours, we definitely couldn't have done without everyone at Assembly currently chipping in. So it's it's really community driven. The people in here, we're, we're all one big family. It's blooming lovely. It sounds great. So it's, so it's quite a collaborative effort then, really. Totally, yeah, 100%. Everyone's helping everyone. There's there's no no race for the top. It's all trying to help each other to get there. That's great. And so while the artists are with you, they can work on their own work. Do you sort of have any projects and schemes that you invite the artists to work on altogether or...? No, not currently, actually. We, we do a lot of collaborations and we help a lot of artists in-house get funding for their work. We're constantly shooting opportunities around. We've had lots come through recently. There was the art hostel that went around in Leeds that someone here got, which was really great. And Leeds Inspired, our, one of the founders, Mike, who I spoke about earlier, he helped. He's four for four this year on Leeds Inspired bids, helping people. Um, including myself he helped me raise some money for a project I'm doing later this year and it's just really great yeah it's just pushing pushing opportunities on everyone who might need them and helping in any strand of art people get higher and higher that's great and so, and so you're also kind of like an advice hub as well then and also like a directory for letting them know about different artistic opportunities 
Totally, yeah. And, and more so than that, we also help people if they want to go freelance or if they're struggling with creating contracts for doing work or, yeah, it's it's really versed in how we help the artists here. And so you're, you're currently working on a project yourself, actually. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a project. It's actually kind of a funny story. When uh, lockdown, the very first lockdown happened, that was a week before an exhibition I was meant to be putting on here. So unfortunately, that got cancelled. But because of that, Assembly House helped me. Well, actually, first of all, they gave me some money because they were kind of disheartened that my project couldn't happen. And this was a project that I'd held that I'd curated myself. It was a large exhibition involving many artists. We'd held held an open call for the last couple of months. So when that got pushed back, Assembly House gave me a little bit of money to basically do like a legacy show for that. And that show was called Aspect and hopefully it will still happen one day. And due to that money that they gave me, I was then able to, you know, start a new project that then ultimately got cancelled because of the second lockdown. And after it got cancelled... Oh, no. I know, it's terrible. It's like they're timing lockdowns with stuff I want to do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> after the second lockdown and we, we took that second hit on the project, that's when Mike helped me write a Leeds-inspired bid. And we got the full amount of money. We, we managed to get £1,200 funding, which was just unbelievable. And so even though it's being pushed back, it's still going to happen. I've received the funding and the the money is put aside for the building work the project itself is like a immersive video experience and it's one of those things that's kind of a surprise i don't really want people to know about it until they come and experience it all right okay yeah but it's 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 the project itself is called co-video 19 so that kind of gives a gives an very well about I love a good pun, mate. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? We need all the puns we can get in these difficult times. Totally. <laughs> and so is video installation your sort of your oeuvre of art or is that just something that you're experimenting with for this project? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that's what I'm leaning towards, especially in the last couple of years. I started my artistic career as a painter and slowly kind of lost enjoyment with that. I wanted something a bit more mentally stimulating, something that's... I'm a big advocate for art as experience where you don't need any outside context or knowledge to to view a piece of art. You can just come as a human being and experience something and that experience be interesting in its own right. And that's the kind of art that I do. I like to question people and create areas of introspection, create spaces that cause people to look at themselves as well as the artwork. The artwork almost is activated by the participant and the participant is then part of the art themselves. That's really interesting. And have you done similar things like this before then? Yeah. So I've, I'm a recent graduate. I graduated last year and due to COVID, we didn't get a degree show. But one of the last pieces I did in uni was a piece called Durations. And it's a particular piece where I asked loads of my peers and tutors and things like that to just sit in a room and do nothing for as long as they could. And then I would film them uh, and then I would ask them how long they thought they were in there. And I collected these videos and it's on YouTube if you just type in Durations Archie Brooks. Um, you can just see and it's just a two and a half hour video of people just sat there doing nothing. And it's just this idea of observation. They, they're they in a room on their own with a camera, but they know that in the future someone will watch that. And it's kind of like a future context that they're imprinted on themselves. So these people, I think there was 20 people altogether who sat and did nothing. Uh, the longest person lasting two and a half hours, which is wow. why the video is that length. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Um, but they know that one day someone will look at them. And even though they're on, in a room on their own, they're still still anxious about that camera in there. It's kind of an awkward performance piece. I'm in it myself. I think I did like 40 minutes. But yeah, it's, uh, that was really interesting. And did you get much feedback on that? Yeah, it was a, it was a success in my books. I really enjoyed doing it. The piece itself is really fun to just stick on and watch. Sometimes I'll be having dinner at my mate's house and I'll just stick it on the telly 
and you'll see a few people that you might know like a year ago just sitting there and doing nothing. It's kind of that point in time is just forever immortalised in that video. And what did the participants tell you about their experience of taking part afterwards? So a lot of them found it quite awkward and you can tell that from the videos. There's some people who really just did not mind it and they were happy to just sit there, be with their thoughts and enjoy it. But there are other people who wouldn't move for 20 minutes or would never make eye contact with the camera. Uh, other pe- There was someone who did yoga while they were sat there. Other people would get up and walk around. It's really interesting to just watch human behavior. And because they're all presented as one video is like kind of a, it's kind of like windows that you're looking in on them. You see lots of different people. And when the person gives up, they just leave and the frame is left with an empty chair. <laughs> that sounds really good. I'm definitely going to check that out. It sounds like you've, you've had a lot of um, disappointment and letdowns due to the whole strange, strange situation that we've been in last year and currently still in. Um, but do you find that working on your art, I mean, apart from the disappointments of, of the various projects not being able to go ahead in the way that you'd like, have you found working on your art um, useful for your mental health and things like that during during these dark times? Oh, totally. I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing otherwise. I'm an avid gardener, so I spend a lot of my time in my garden as well. And if I didn't have art and gardening, I don't I don't know what I'd be doing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally bonkers. And being at assembly, like um, I think as well, not just being an artist, but being in a community of artists is something that's really kept my sanity during these crazy times. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I can totally imagine that. I'm not, um, I, I really enjoy art, um, but I'm not in any way, I'm a bit of a flippy to bit really. I, I try a little bit of everything and, and you know, never really master anything, but I enjoy it as I go. And during this, um, during this lockdown and last lockdown, um, just, just trying out different things and trying different medium and things like that. And my mum, she's self-isolating, um, she's shielding. Um, and it's been really nice, both of us having little art projects. So we're both complete beginners, but we just have a little go of it and then chat to each other about what we thought about what we both did. And I've just found that really enjoyable. Oh, that sounds so lovely, Hazel. Oh, that really <laughs> it's just a, just a nice thing to do. Totally, yeah. And I think <laughs> people get bogged down with art. Like I talked to my neighbours the other day, uh, delivered them some food, and they were like, oh, I don't know how you do it. I'm rubbish at drawing. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like art isn't about being good at something. It's a creative release. Like it's 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 something that I think, you know, is, isn't taught that much in school and something that I think is a detriment that it isn't because having that creative release, having something to tickle that side of your brain is just, yeah, it, it's amazing. I wouldn't wouldn't trade it away for anything. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think that the problem can be, I think it can be like this with a lot of things where people come to something and they expect to be an expert at it straight away totally. and then feel bad if, they, if it's not perfect or it's not how they imagined it to be. But what mm. I've really enjoyed grasping this time around is just the idea that it's just the just the physical act of doing it and taking yourself out of yourself and like you said you know once you leave school not that you get a lot of art school anyway but once you leave school you get less of a chance to play an experiment and things like that so during this time when you've really not got a lot of options it's really nice just to be able to not hold yourself to account just give it a go and just enjoy being creative and not worry about the end result really yeah couldn't have said it better myself it's such a that's such a nice way to put it I think yeah having doing anything like my younger sister she she was she did art at school and then is now doing criminology but she makes rings on the side of it out of old spoons and I just I love seeing the ways that people's creativity just takes them on a journey and they just make some crazy things like I never want to limit myself to one form of art as well if I've got an idea it it's totally dependent on how that's best represented, whether I do a painting, an installation or some long immersive piece that's 
that could just be anything. The outcome could just be absolute utter craziness. But if the idea is there, then roll with it. Just don't limit yourself is, is the only advice I'd ever give to someone. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, because, I mean, nothing would ever get done if everyone was just so scared of trying something new or different. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. So how did you get involved with Assembly House in the first place? You said you just you graduated last year. What 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 kind of art were you doing your degree in? So my degree was mostly video art and I've actually been in Assembly. I got into Assembly when I was in my second year of uni, just as I was going into my third year. Um, kind of luckily, like I didn't have to apply or anything. Uh, Mike came to our uni to do a talk about what you can do after uni, what options are out there. And he said that he was raising a volunteer team to come and help down at assembly. So me and my mate, Glenn Ogden, fellow artist, fellow graduate from last year, we went up to him afterwards and we were like, yeah, we'd love to volunteer. We were the only two people in the whole of the uni that offered to do that. So we came through one weekend and they were doing a big painting, painting thing, painting the ceilings, painting the walls. So me and Glenn just cracked on and we painted the whole ceiling of Assembly House, like really went to town and everyone was there and we had a great time. Uh, that same week, a studio came up and we were just in the right place at the right time. And they were like, yeah, we've just met you. You seem like lovely dudes. It saves us going through this application process. Do you want to just move in? And we just, yeah, jumped to the oh. opportunity. That, that's excellent. It's great that you got involved like that. Mm. Um, have Assembly House got lots of things coming up this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we've got tons. Uh, it's not really my department, but I know that we've just done a load of online exhibitions, which are really fun. There's currently an installation going on in our project space. So we've got like a large project space, which is the place we do like gigs or we rent out for hires. But it's also when it's not being used for those things, it's just a place for the artists here to experiment. So the artist I just mentioned, Glenn, he's doing a large installation where he's built an enormous cube that he's going to fill with foam and it's window wiping. And his, his work's very anti-capitalist and it's super interesting. Um, so that's going on currently. Uh, the project that I'm doing, COVID-19, will probably be happening in March or April, I'd say. But currently, we haven't got much program on because of the new unit that we're taking on. Everyone's kind of caught up in that, and that has just been absolute chaos for the last three months. We're going through a huge organisational restructure at the moment. This time, two years ago, Assembly House had no staff, and currently we have three, uh, including myself. So we were we were undergoing this organisational restructure, and that was going really well. And then this, the unit next to us in the mill that we're in came up, and we were like, oh, this is a great opportunity to expand. So we took that on as well. And it's been loads. So we've been completely stripping that place, remaking all the windows, building all the walls for the new studios, as well as trying to restructure our organisation so it's a bit more legitimate and yeah well well structured so so you've had you've had a really hectic last couple of months which has probably been quite useful to have you know during these times where you've got something big to focus on totally yeah covid has been like a nice as, as bad as it is in silver linings are that i've just had loads of free time to work on assembly to reorganize and build and yeah it's been as mad as it's been we've done a lot here with the time that we've been given through the terrible pandemic though oxymoronic that is it has been decent for assembly because it's given us a reason to step back and the world to slow down and us to reevaluate what we're doing and reorganize. Yeah, because I think sometimes when things are just running full pelt, you tend to just be reacted to things that are happening to you and you, you don't really have time to stand back and take stock. Totally. I'm a big advocate for taking breaks and stepping back from one's life. Um, I think it's really important to release, look at what you're doing from an outside perspective, because when you're caught up in so many things, it can be always at the forefront of your mind. But to step back, to take two days off and to think and read and write uh, is something I do all the time, maybe even too much. Maybe I take too many breaks, but I just think it's so good for my mental health and my cognitive work. Like when I'm 
sometimes when I'm knee deep in work, I can often overlook aspects. But as soon as I step back and I'm not actually doing work and I'm just thinking or things will just come to you amazingly. Like inspiration isn't something you look for. Inspiration isn't something that, you know, you sit back and you wait to receive or something that you look for. It's through just working through things, thinking about things, sitting back and yeah, overthinking, underthinking, all of it. It's all important. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And yeah, you're right. I think as well, it's the sort of one one of the silver linings of this awful time is having that little bit of extra time to do extra reading or check out things that, you know, just give yourself time to do things that you've never really had time to do before. Yeah, I learned to make fudge in the first lockdown. I love fudge and I've, you know, I didn't know that you could make it until <laughs> I was looking in a cookbook and I was like, damn, you can make this. And then I just spent the first month of lockdown <laughs> perfecting my fudge recipe. And then once I'd got it now, uh-huh. I haven't made fudge since. <laughs> it's probably just as well though because I went through a little phase of baking in the first lockdown but then I realized the thing is it's all very well making a cake but then you're one person living by yourself who's got to eat that cake so maybe not not such a great idea when you're one person (laughs) so Archie can I ask you have you always lived in Leeds no I haven't I'm actually from Hertfordshire which is you know just above London Uh, I moved to Leeds for uni and then stuck to it like glue I don't think I'll ever leave I did I did suspect from your accent, but I thought I would just double check. But so you've lived in Leeds long enough to answer the three questions that I ask all of my guests. Mm. The first one being, what would you say is something that is great about the city of Leeds? Oh, good question. Definitely the people. Definitely the atmosphere and the, the exuberance of everything that comes out of here. I just from being an artist down th- south, it seems like everyone's against each other. But coming up to Leeds, it's definitely more of a how can I help you get up to here or how can I work with you? How can I collaborate with you? It's definitely the people and the communities that the artistic world in Leeds is built around. Oh, that's that's a great answer, yeah. And I've had a lot of people say very similar things. Mm. And if you had to choose something, what would you say is something that you think is not so great about the city? Oh, the weather. It's a lot colder and windy up here <laughs> than it is down south. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, and have you got a lot of snow today where you are? Oh, yeah, it's been going all day, yeah. I was really upset because I live in Beeston and I love mm. snow, but we've got like a very, very light sprinkling. There's nothing on the ground. Oh. And then my neighbours just messaged me who's working in Adel and sent me a video of like how beautiful it looks like a winter wonderland over there. It yeah, just doesn't seem gorgeous. fair. Yeah, it's so not. I love snow. It's so <laughs> delicate when it falls. It's proper magical. Like Never comes at Christmas though, unfortunately, for us in the UK. Isn't it just... um and if you could if you spoke to somebody who'd been a resident of Leeds for a long time Mm. would you be able to tell them about something that you would consider to be a hidden gem that they might never have heard of Mm, good question oh down on the down by the Asda on Kirkstall Road there's like a golf course behind there and a lovely bit of green and if you wander up the tracks near the golf course there's this public orchard and it's just maybe like 30 apple trees that are just you know free game to take a load of apples uh, and I live on just above Kirkstall Road, so I wander down there all the time and just come back with a big bag of apples. And the apples are just unbelievably great. They are just some of the best apples I've ever had. That's a brilliant one. I've never, ever heard anyone mention that. And I do mm. know where you mean. I'll have to go and have a look. Definitely. I'll, have to, I'll make sure I leave some apples for you there, actually. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming along today and speaking to me. You are going to have a look through some of your friends who are in bands and Mm. come up with a song that you're going to feature on the track, but we're not sure what it is just yet. Mm, I shall do. Yeah, I've got a few things in mind that I think you guys would like. Brilliant. And what will you be doing with the rest of your day today? Um, So after this, I've got another meeting with a person at Assembly and then I've got some windows to smash in the new unit, which I can't wait to do. 
Oh, that sounds that sounds like really good destructive fun. Oh yeah, properly, especially in the cold. It's it's nice just getting your hammer, smashing some glass, and then after that, I guess I have to replace the windows. But you know, it's all in good fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy the first bit first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming along and speaking to me. I will put links in the podcast notes of your work durations and everything to do with Assembly House so that people can sign up to your newsletter and find out all of the great new things that you're doing. Oh, Hazel, it's been my pleasure. Lovely talking to you. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. to chat to Archie about his art and the great work that they do down at Assembly House. I'll certainly be checking out Archie's durations on YouTube and I'm very much looking forward to having a visit to Assembly House when we're all free to roam again. Archie chose a song to feature by his friends in the band Three Streets. The song is called The Hunt and it's definitely a tune to rock out to. Enjoy! (laughs) 